So here we are. I'm Cameron Simmons, and I'm a poet. Yeah, and I am Ramak Bomsar. Who I am? And you're a Persian. No, you're no, you're a Persian. Oh, I'm a Persian version of this. That's right. Yes, you're the Persian, and I'm the poet. This is the Persian and the poet. So, gotta make that dramatic. Okay. What we'll do is I'll do my original version in English, and and then Ramak will do her translation in. Pharisee, and this was the first poem of mine that you translated. Is that right? Yeah, this is the first one. Wow, which is lovely. And look, I feel a bit insecure sharing this poem because I've been reading, you know, Omar Khayyam, and I'm just like, oh man, so many beautiful <laughs> words that are so deep, and I'm like, well, I feel, you know, what are my little words? But hey. These are my feelings. It's my poem that I wanted to share and, and express. And this is a beautiful one. It's a really nice one. All I right. love this poem. Okay. All right. Thank you. So, but I am feeling insecure. But anyway, I do hope you appreciate it and enjoy it. It's called "The Father of Butterflies." How strange it is to be the one who gives butterflies. Beautifully strange. There is an iridescence to this moment, a shaft of light that reaches between the trees to press its dainty finger into the very corner of your eye. A flash of feeling just for me. Strange, there are little wings within you, lifting and stirring the still and secret air of your heart. May you delight in these butterflies, their flash of colour, their sense of spring, as I delight in the strangeness of being the father of butterflies. چه غریب است که تو آنی باشی که پروانه می‌دهد غریبانگی زیبا چه لحظات بیتابی تناوب نور بین درختان فشار انگشتان ظریفت روی انتهای ترین کنج چشمانت و شعله احساسی فقط برای من چه غریبانه در هوای خاموش و رمزالود قلبت پروانه ها با بالهای کوچکشان بال و پر میزنند و تو سرخوش از داشتن پروانه ها درخشش رنگهایشان و وجدشان از بهاری در حالی که من غریبان حیرانم از پدر بودن پدر پروانه ها
Mm. Well, thank you for that. Wow. Yeah, it's a small poem, but it's beautiful. I, mm. you know, this this is actually the poem he wrote it for me. So, <laughs> and, yeah, I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is the first poem I translated to Farsi, and um, I think. I think I am happy with translation and it's such a like the emotion inside this poem I can't totally feel it and I think hmm. uh, why it was successful because I could feel it and I could just use yeah. the right words to yeah. express those feelings and yeah. um, yes I hope you enjoyed it yeah. is it nice is there something about bringing it into your home language that makes it you feel it differently oh yes yeah sure yeah. actually yeah i realized that i realized that whenever you i i you know when when he's he's having a new poem and he does share it to me um i just like i i love that poem but when mm. i translate it i go to the details and just you know playing with the words and because you know Obviously, like some words in English have different meanings, and mm-hmm. when you just pick the right word, has got the right meaning. Um, in mm. Farsi, it mm. just like gives you a deep meaning, deep understanding of that poem, mm. and mm. it's just like, oh my god, that was mean that actually. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 really beautiful, and I do I do really like it. Yeah, well, I, and I'm just sure that. When it comes into your language, I mean, the wor- these words that you've lived with all your life, these Farsi words, they're going to have just a different feeling than English words. Like, your yes. English is great, you know, but some of those words don't have a depth of experience that they have within Farsi. Yes. So they yes. just, they're not maybe as deeply embedded. They're not going to hit you in the same way as a certain Farsi word will. Yeah, mm. that's absolutely right, mm. because the background and the feeling you have from the words... Mm. And um, yes, mm. it's just emotionally I feel more closer to the poem in mm. Farsi, mm. and um, I think even my like Iranian friends they feel the same thing. Like yeah. sometimes when I share the English poem and the f- translation, they prefer the Farsi one, and <laughs> it's because just you know yeah. that's our words that you know the yeah. mother tongue language is still. I have my dreams in English now yeah. after um, I've been in Australia for almost 10 years. Mm. But maybe after like four or five years, I started to have dreams in English. But mm. still, I think unconsciously, I think definitely in Farsi. And mm. Mm. It's, it's deeply in me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's lovely to hear. All right. Okay. Well, that was my poem, and I hope you enjoyed that. Um, And now we're going to move on to Persian classic. Um, So now I've, as a poet, I've known for years the Rubaiyat, and I've always heard of it, you know, the Rubaiyat by Omar Khayyam, and I never knew how to say his name. I think I'm getting a bit closer, but I'm sure I'm not doing it perfectly. And so I've always heard it, and it's actually, like I was doing a little bit of research, we watched a little documentary on it last night that was fascinating, and it was just a massive seller, I think like 1880s and into the early 20th century, it was just massive in the English world, and it was basically one of the absolute, the biggest poetry sellers at the time. So it's actually made a big mark within the Western world. And um, the documentary we watched last night, they were celebrating the 150th anniversary of 
that first translation into English that changed people's engagement with it so much or opened up all this wisdom to the Western world and to the English-speaking yeah, maybe language. Maybe we should mention the name of the documentary because yeah. it was from BBC World and yeah. it calls um, uh, Genius... Oh, I don't remember. Uh, what genius Hayam. Uh, yeah, right. and it's like 50 minutes documentary, but if, mm. if you are not familiar with... Hayam and his poetry mm. just it gives you a, like a good sense of what he is, what he was, and what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. So first of all, why don't we even start with Rubaiyat? So what does Rubaiyat mean? Like this is the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. So what does Rubaiyat mean? Actually, Rubai is a kind of uh, like a, which, a type of poem. A type of poem in Farsi. So yeah. Rubaiyat means like. A, co- a, a collection, a, yeah, of... a collection of rubai. Like oh, okay, so ru- so it's rubai and a collection is yeah. Okay, all right. Rubaiyat Khayyam and is so yeah. Uh, oh, this is just says Khayyam, but often it's Omar Khayyam also, and often in English we talk about the quatrains because there are always four yeah. lines and they're all rhyming traditionally in the original, aren't yes, they? Yeah. Now there are translations that. And the, the famous translation of Edward Fitzgerald are rhyming. But he took a lot of liberties from the original yeah, to make right. them rhyme. Whereas this translation that I'm going to be sharing from is what they call more like a prose translation. So they, they de- occasionally are able to put a bit of rhyme in there, but they're more focused on getting the meaning correct. They, you know, they're adding in rhythm and they're sensitive to the form, but it's more about capturing the meaning rather than trying to capture the rhyme. Because once you start trying to capture rhyme in another language... You just have to use totally weird words or different words. It basically, it just doesn't work very well. So yeah, um, I, I, I should say that like the, oh yeah, yeah I, I, as you know, Hayam, he was a poet who lives like nine, almost nine hundred years ago. So. I think it's nine hundred years. That's what yeah. I mean. So mm. and we're gonna share a poem from nine hundred years ago. And mm. um, yeah, as Cameron said, yeah, Fitzgerald the first time translated his poems, and mm. Mm. Um, almost still. Almost is so amazed how he's famous and Rumi, of course, famous in the Western world. Yeah. And um, mm. yeah, we go through this book and yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'm going to share the Farsi one and can yeah. Bring so basically, it? I read through and like he has a. I basically just did a selection. I think we're just going to share eight of the quatrains or rub, rubai. Is that right? Yes, rubai. Yeah, we're just yeah. going to do eight of the rubai because in this book there's about I think it's a hundred uh, in here. Um, so yeah. I just read through and I just wanted to capture a few that that. Uh, well, I chose a few that captured his different themes, and because he does have really set themes that he really works to. So. Um, mm. So, uh, so here we go, and we really hope you enjoy. چون حاصل آدمی در این شورستان جز خوردن قصه نیست تا کندن جان خورم دل آنکه زین جهان زود برفت با سود کسی که خود نیامد به جهان Since man's harvest in this salt desert is nothing but sorrows until the day he dies happy is he who left this earth without delay 
Blessed is he who never came into the world. ای صاحب فتوا ز تو پرگار تری با این همه مستی ز تو هوشیار تری تو خون کسان خوری و ما خون رزان انصاف بده کدام خون خار تری او مفتی we are more sensible than you in spite of so much drunkenness we are more lucid than you You drink the blood of men. We drink the blood of vines. Be fair. Which of us is the more bloodthirsty? Dar kargah kusegari raftam dush, didam 2000 kuse guya va khamush. ناگاه یکی کوزه برآورد خروش کو کوزه گر و کوزه خر و کوزه فروش Last night I went to the workshop of a potter I saw 2000 pots some talkative others silent All of a sudden one of them exclaimed in a high pitched voice Where is the potter The seller and the buyer of yesteryear. In بحر وجود آمده بیرون زنهافت کس نیست که این گوهر تحقیق نصفت هر کس سخنی از سر سودا گفتند زان روی که هست کس نمیداند گفت. This ocean of being gushed out of the invisible no one has pierced this pearl of the unknown each has pronounced an insane word but its original truth no one can tell mahtab benur دامن شب بشکافت دریاب دمی خوشتر از این نتوان یافت می نوش و می اندیش که محتاب بسی اندر سر گور یک به یک خواهد تافت With its rays the moon has slit the skirt of the night Seize this moment You will not find any better Drink wine and worry no more for the moon will shine down on each of our graves time after time. چون بلبل مست راه در بستان یافت روی گل و جام باده را خندان یافت آمد به زبان حال در گوشم گفت دریا When the nightingale, drunk with love, reached the garden, he discovered the face of the rose and the wine cup smiling. He approached me, seeming to trill in my ear. Enjoy them. You will not find again 
what is lost in life. ساقی گل و سبز بس ترابناک شده است دریاب که هفته دیگر خاک شده است مینوش و گلی بچین که تا در نگری گل خاک شده است و سبز خاشاک شده است آه کپ بیره The roses and grass are so delightful Enjoy them In a week They will turn to dust. Drink wine and pick a rose. Before long you will see the roses will turn to dust and grass to chaff. So there we go. I really want to just for those they, yeah, they don't speak Farsi and they do not understand Farsi. Like what, what do you feel with when I'm, when I'm sharing Khayyam uh, in Farsi? How's yeah, right. the feeling? How's the, is that different from last week's I was sharing um, Farouk? Because that was a you know, contemporary mm. and mm. A totally different kind of poem. And this is such a like the ancient and old mm. poem. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting just for me. Well, the thing that I was thinking about, so these poems were written, and essentially what you're reading there is the language that they were originally written in. Is that right? So, yeah. yeah. So, but that's 900 years ago. Like, there's no poems that we can read from 900 years ago. Mm. Like, English didn't really even exist in that way. So, <laughs> are you saying it's like Persian hasn't really changed in that way? Or is it a modern Persian and people can still read the ancient Persian um, or something? Definitely, or... we have words in Farsi now, like, you know, when we, like, daily yeah. uh, conversation and yeah. dialogues, we use that. But most of the words he's using here, and we totally understand. And really? this is the beauty of the poetry mm. back in Iran. And it's still, you know, if you even, uh, like, if you approach a driver, maybe he's got a Khayyam in his pocket. Just a yeah. normal person, random person in the street, they have, a, like, they mm. know Khayyam, they read Khayyam. And it's not necessarily mm. they go deeply to the meaning and understanding. It's just like, you know, especially mm. with Khayyam, yeah. we were talking about that, but... You know how he's encouraging about drinking wine. Yeah, drink he's wine. always like, drink wine. Drink wine. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the moment. He's He's got a few like hints for people always. Like, mm. just drink wine. Yeah. Stay in the moment. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. And um, it it sounds really simple, but actually that's the thing. It's It's not that simple because he was such a... He was such a big person. I mean, like, he was such an intelligent person. Yeah, well, that's right. So here he was a poet, but actually his fame in his lifetime, he was an astronomer and he was a mathematician. And he actually calculated um, the exact lunar year and solar year that the Persian calendar is still used. So, So he was basically an incredibly big intellect. And he brought this intellect. He'd obviously experienced so much, but... I mean, my understanding is that it seemed as though he pretty much had what he wanted in his life. He had so much success and he could have do what he wanted in so many ways. 
but it seems as though he found the emptiness in that yeah. that he realized wait a sec in you know the end of the day yeah he had everything <laughs> and things weren't there for him or something so for me like uh, the very first one we shared mm. like it was really nihilistic it's just that like it's, be- it's really nihilistic it's better that you never even lived um, it's 161 so it's better that you never even lived but i but i think when i think when somebody says that like i know this as a poet sometimes they don't literally mean it's better that you never lived sometimes a poem is an expression of a feeling like when we say I want to die. Often, you know, we're not often saying I want to commit suicide. We just go, I just like, everything feels too hard. I want to not exist for a moment. Yeah. Actually, I probably just want to sleep, you know, like, you know, so. <laughs> not dying. <laughs> but so, like, I think even when I hear that first one, it's because what are those two lines? Um, oh, you're happy is he who left this earth without delay. Blessed is he who never even came to the world. Now, you could just go, wow, so he's a complete nihilist and he believes non-existence is better. Or you could go, wow, he's having some big feelings right now (laughs) and he's expressing the deep feelings of what it feels like when you feel so abandoned and... You haven't had a good day. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) probably that that poem that day. He was like a bad day. He was like, "Not do it anymore." There's like these (laughs) astronomical calculations. We're like, "Oh, I keep stuffing it up," and like, "How can I get this?" All right, I don't need to write a poem now. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, but I always mm. feel really good about what his poems and his poetry. So yeah, so he's been really meaningful to you. Yeah. Why is Chayam even more than some of the other poets been so meaningful to you? For me, definitely, Hayom is the first, like, if I'm going to pick from those... Like, the really big classic big poets. Pla- classic yeah. poets yeah. Is, is my favorite. And I think the the message of, like, living the moment, mm. take it easy, it, nothing going to happen, seriously. Right. You know, it. and for me, it's not. it doesn't mean that stop working, stop, like, yeah. you know, just yeah. stay at home and drink wine. It means, like, you know, you're doing all of this, but... Always keep it in your mind. Mm. It's nothing going to happen. You know, in past couple of years, mm. 900 years ago, guys, this person was thinking the way we are thinking now. Mm. Like, you know, the mm. dilemma, the all the problems we have, and mm. we just, in the end of the day, we're getting tired and say, wait a second, like, what's going to happen in yeah. this crazy world? And mm-hmm. this is amazing yeah and i love it <laughs> well i think for me that's one of the incredible powers of poetry that it actually just shows how common our human experience is that's across right. cultures and across time and i just on that because look i have read Khayam in the past but you know reading him really well i'm actually mm. new to and but what it reminded me of as i was reading this there were some bits it's like you know what I know these thoughts and I know these sentiments. And there is, um, a, it's, it's an ancient Jewish literature. It's from the book of Ecclesiastes, which is in the Bible. And they think this was written about 3,000 years ago, or maybe two and a half thousand years ago. They're not even oh, sure yeah. exactly who wrote it. Some people think um, the king of Jerusalem at that time. Um, but... Sometimes they just say it's the teacher and nobody knows exactly who that teacher is. But have a listen to this. I just want to read a tiny bit of this. So it just says this. Mm. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. 
utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. Mm. So you can see it's... Like for me, it's exactly Seems the like, same sentiment. Yeah, you know, you're just right. like, and here's a person who's written maybe two and a half thousand years ago, and then this was written like 900 years ago, and still now, so many people probably right now on Facebook are writing the same sort of thing, probably not quite so poetically, but, but that same, same sentiment. Same, yeah, like it's all meaningless. What's the point? Oh, everything just yeah. keeps going on the same, the same, same. So, and for me, that's incredible strength. Wow, that's what poetry is about, capturing the uh, emotional truths. And there are, you know, we're all just human across that's the right. world. And so. I like it in um, Hayyam's poem, the, another thing, the destiny. Destiny, destiny and fate. Yeah. fate. Mm. He doesn't believe it in kind of. Like, he's like, you know, yeah, right. we, this is the world we're going to end it up. And this is the world we're living now. Okay, even I think he's yeah, saying well, even if, if another world exists. Yeah. You haven't seen it. You still, you are alive and living in this world. You right. live your life. Just yeah. enjoy the moment. Enjoy yeah. the moment. And this is, it sounds really simple, but it's not simple. Yeah. It's actually because we don't do that. We say that like, take it easy, but we don't take <laughs> it easy. We, we say that like, live yeah. in your moment, like, you know, enjoy your time, like enjoy your life. Yeah. But we don't do it like, <laughs> but we're trying here we are drinking yeah. wine yeah for Hayam. <laughs> drinking wine for Hayam. Uh, well I think we've had enough of a rant we've been ranting on thank you we've had a, a whole stack of people uh, tuning in which has been great to see actually it's really nice yeah, to and see can that can I before say goodbye say something yeah um, yeah for, for those people like you know in Khayyam as a, as a Persian, as an Iranian poet, mm. is so interesting, like, because now Iran is Islamic country. So, and um, mm. obviously, uh, his po- Khayyam's poetry and his poems is just like, you know, talking about all, like, like wine yeah, and drink wine. wine. And it's mm. such a, like, what? Mm. What the hell are you talking about? Drinking mm. wine? Mm. Because we cannot drink wine. So... And it's so funny and interesting in the same time, like the government trying to just put it in that way, like, oh, this is not about drinking wine. It's, he's talking about God. When oh. he's talking about drinking wine, he means like God in the way, just like be close to, you know, just wow. uh, trying to relate uh, relate to everything to God and, wow. you know, just... Gee, wow. Yeah, but because it's, I think because it's Khayyam uh, and... You know, we have those others, classic poets. Uh, mm. They really deeply in the history and the culture of Iranians. And yeah. so, you know, they cannot do it. They cannot just yeah. take it out and remove it from the culture. And yeah. we're still like enjoying Khayyam, enjoying yeah. when, when he's saying, Daryab dami ke ba taraf mi And what's that? <laughs> Enjoy the moment um, with wine, with drinking. (laughs) You're going to tonight enjoy the moment with drinking. And thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to us. If you have a friend that might like this sort of thing, hey, tell them about it and share the word around. So this is the end of episode four uh, of The Persian and the Poet. The plan was across, we're going apparently we've got two more weeks of stage four restrictions here in Melbourne. And we're going to do a live event for each Friday night. Um, So we'll do at least two more live events. 
and then we'll sort of reassess go do we want to keep doing live events maybe we'll just do a podcast so maybe you could let us know what you like or whether you're liking the live or just podcast would be good whatever so yeah we're enjoying at the moment we're yeah. really enjoying and it's about just sharing poetry yeah sharing language yeah a bit culture yeah. and see you guys because we cannot see yeah yeah that's right this is i mean this is yeah my way and our way of connecting and sharing things that we love and hopefully you can appreciate them too mm-hmm. salamati salamati and salamati hame cheers for everybody joining yeah. us tonight love you and have a great night have a good day mm. and have a good afternoon evening <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right and okay bye I press the button Thank mm-hmm. you.